Blog Talk Radio. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. Here we are, so much going on in our world, and you're either witnessing it on the news or you are feeling it in your town, and everything is changing. That's the news of 2020. There isn't anything that's the same, and we have been given time to see that and to feel it and to know it. And it's affecting our relationships. True to Relationship Wednesday on the I Dig Your Soul podcast. Boy, today. Um, I, I heard news about relationships. And at first I thought, oh, my God, that's funny that that's happening. That as soon as certain countries in our world lifted the quarantine, there was a report of an increase in divorce filings. And it happened in China, which is a huge marker because, one, they're a pretty conservatively lived country. People kind of go along as they go along. But what we're finding out is that our partners that we are either married to or living with or dating, one thing we found out is we were used to a night's and weekend schedule. We weren't used to all day long, every single day. And the realization of who our partners are has also been kind of a stunning realization of decisions we have made. So one of the first things Christ said to me was we are being shown the raw truth of our lives, also why we made the decisions we made based on what we knew at the time. Because prior to quarantine, we never thought, other than when we first met someone, that we would be there for a very long time in terms of time. We just never thought that. We really believed that, okay, I can do this. This person's a great partner. We can work together in this way. And, you know, this will be just fine. People have been married 10 years and people have been married one year. We're in for a shock if the two of them were to stay home during the quarantine. And there's a reason behind it, because when we are used to only being seen in a certain context, 
And this goes for any relationship we're in. This would even happen if you were with coworkers. And then all of a sudden, all the other areas of your life are being forced to open up how you cope, how you stress, even though they may know these things about each other. This is a time where really push comes to shove. And like Christ said, we're being shown the raw truth of our lives and the decisions we made. Start to go back to so many forks in the road and we say, wow, you know, I I thought he was cute. I knew I could handle certain behaviors, but now 24-7, I really can't handle whatever their habits are or new habits that are forming in this time. But there's something more happening here. For people to run to get a divorce, there's also some people who were planning to divorce, did not file yet, and ended up in quarantine together. And they actually got to go back and revisit their decision, and some decided to continue on that path once this was over. But because they knew they were already breaking up, they weren't holding each other to task, and they actually had a better quarantine time than those who were in the decision-making process because it was all day long about should I or shouldn't I. But let's scratch underneath that surface because it's not about running away or staying. We knew when we got married to someone, we were going to spend a lot of time with them. We also knew that we always wished for more time. But the habit of coming and going took up a lot of time and it also camouflaged a lot of who we are because we were basically task machines as opposed to having to face each other over every single thing. It's like we went from being under pressure and stress and running around in our cars and getting stuck in traffic and finally getting home and enjoying that hour we had together or two or less. We may have stopped watching television together. We may have stopped watching movies together. We may have found our own little niche in the house and went back to our projects and we're always trying to get something done. And so there was a lot of non, I want to say, like shared events in the home. But in the bigger picture, so let's take our little magnifying glass and and lift it up and we see all these different couples, all these different households, all these different families. What really happened in this time? Outside of the obvious, we have the quarantines, we have the riots, we have the protests, we have all these injustices in our world showing up and there's more and probably what, like Christ says, one change has to happen before another can. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in our homes. It's happening outside of our homes. It's happening in our relationships. It's happening in our workplaces. Our workplaces aren't even our workplaces. As they were three months ago, our marriages are not what they were three months ago. Our relationships with our families are not what they were three months ago. 
But where are we? The first thing that happened to us is we had the time to address, assess, and decide the people we've chosen, the mainstays, our children, our families, the jobs we've chosen to do. Did we take this time to re-educate? Did we take this time to learn something new? Did we take this time to address, assess, and decide what we would like to do with our lives? But it was designed to put ourselves back on course. So relationships really did slide into this space of reality. Like real reality, not the, I'll see you on Saturday, honey. Let's schedule some quality time together. Every single day became that quality time. We got to see our own shortcomings. And we had time to address, assess, and decide about ourselves. Like, wow, I noticed that when she talks about certain things, I feel like my heart starts racing, like I just want to respond. I think it's just so ridiculous that she believes that after watching a news program and hearing something political. And then you guys want to really get at it because you just think, how could they think that? Wow, I thought I knew this person. Time rolled on going from thoughts like that we started getting to thoughts like, oh, wow, she really thinks that. You know, I kind of see that in her personality when we have disagreements with the kids or when we have disagreements with ourselves. You know what? She comes from a different viewpoint that I come from. That's so interesting to me. Let me find out more as opposed to wanting to go through an argument every day because our natural conversations were just defensive or we tried to put things off or we just tried not to face things and we had the busyness to get away with that thinking and like everything else in life we are back at the fork in the road every single thing you see the way we shop the way we visit the way we we eat the way we exercise, the way we work, the way our relationships look, how we're looking at political leaders, how we're looking at structures, why do we live this way, all the way to civil issues. Every single thing in life, every single area of life, every one of them, has been whipped back to the fork in the road. And we're trying to figure out how to repave it with love and our relationships are being looked at that way. And when a couple realizes that they cannot repave their relationship with the love they need to do that, 
they are ending up dissolving that relationship. They're not going into court guns a-blazing. He did this and she did that and he was cheating or she was cheating or whatever it is that we get all riled up over. They saw their own shortcomings in this time. We are all seeing our shortcomings. And we have learned to establish in this time more than any other time our own coping mechanisms. And at first that was hard because think about it. We're walking around and we're so used to saying, well, I just can't deal with that today. Well, I'm not going to focus on that. Well, I'm just going to. And we, we go on and on about all the stuff that we can put between us in dealing with our own shortcomings or how we're going to cope with what we see that we don't like for whatever reason. Well, we didn't get afforded that luxury in the quarantine time. Even if we put up with a job we didn't like anymore, it's not the job's fault that you don't like it. It's your decision to be there and to see, hey, you know what? I was there because it actually filled a space for me to get me from here to wanting to be where I want to be. And when you look at it as a bridge, that, that angst, that stress of feeling like you put yourself in the wrong place goes away because you just created a coping mechanism for yourself to deal with your current reality. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. My favorite Wayne Dyer quote of all time. Because it's true. It's true today. It'll be true tomorrow. It'll be true forever. And we have grown past the excuse buffet in this time. And the excuse buffet is always sitting there waiting for you to add fear and doubt, worry, control, and guilt to what you made decisions for and take away your strength. At first, I was very sad to see the stats of so many separations as a result of the quarantine. But I made a decision to change the way I looked at that and I wanted to look at couples who stayed, who felt better, because the reality mode that we are in right now is not going away. It's not going to change when we, in, and I want to say in huge quotes, go back to normal. Because our eyes were closed prior to the quarantine. And now they're open. And once you know something, you can no longer unknow it. Your understanding becomes different of yourself, of your relationship, of the other person, of how you work together, of how you affect your family if you have children, how you work with your in-laws. Did you get closer in this time? Did you get farther apart in this time? Did you realize you guys have nothing in common? Or did you realize that you had so much in common 
that you couldn't believe how alike you were. This goes past the organizing your time, giving yourself structures, doing things you used to do. These are the inner, deepest feelings of why we are anywhere we are in our lives. There are times where we feel like we want to run away when we were under pressure and under stress. But now we're learning to cope with another person while we are under pressure and stress in a different way and we are together and it promoted that togetherness even if that togetherness meant that we were going to separate or go our separate ways once we got out of this. I have to date... And I live in a place where a lot of tourists usually come. And now the tourists have become, believe it or not, the people that are not here and the families that I'm seeing I've never seen before. And they all live here. But what I've never seen before, and I've been here now for almost three years, was that the families are going out together. The last time I saw such an effort of families, mother, father, children, out going to the beach or going for a walk was when I was in Hawaii over 10 years ago. And I thought, wow, families go out together here, like in the 70s. I'm seeing that now. Brothers and sisters have their quabbles on their way to the beach. I see the parents carrying food, just like, and I want to say like the old days. Not bags of McDonald's, not bags of any other fast food chain, but picnic baskets with food in them, and everyone's carrying something to go to the beach. I have not seen that until this year, until this time, until this quarantine. Even when they closed the beaches, there were still families coming, parking and going. Because they figured they're, they're all together. They're in quarantine together. And there weren't so many of them that our beaches were packed. But they were coming. The reality Their reality has changed into a deeper, more useful way of being together. No one thought of preparing food as something that binds them. No one thought that talking things through to the end, to accepting an opinion different than ours without argument attached to it, was something that we could do. We were taught to have our opinion and stick with it and argue it down to the pulp and fight for ourselves. And now we're fighting for each other and our families as well. We're starting to see the importance, the importance of getting along, just getting along. 
of sometimes when you want to make a little snippy remark, you stop and you say, well, why am I going to do that? Because if I do that, the rest of my day is going to be about my attitude. And hey, wait a minute. What, what is it with my attitude? Why do I want to say that snippy remark? And we start asking ourselves. We start seeing our own shortcomings. Because we are being shown right now, and it's still going on. This is current, not tomorrow, not yesterday. We are still being shown the raw truth of our lives, and our decisions. And I'm not talking about all the big decisions alone, but even decisions to say something, to knock someone to their knees and get a a weird satisfaction out of it that we got them. Because we're realizing that when we get someone else, we also got ourselves because we have to see them for the rest of the day and deal with our behavior and how we affected our environment. Because this quarantine is affecting people. In the last week, just not even the last week, I want to say the last four days of my life, two friends of mine were in the hospital with blood pressure levels in the stroke arena. Both are good people, generally happy people. Both are still working. Both of them were essential workers. One lives alone and his blood pressure was like 250. Took himself to the hospital, knew something was wrong, knew he had to get help. The other one, his wife caught it. She caught it. Years ago, he started becoming out of character, but this is how us knowing each other saved his life, literally saved his life. So they were having a conversation and he started getting snippy. And she thought, okay, this is not okay. I need to hold distance. I need to keep some distance right now, and maybe this will change. But the next day, same thing, and it triggered a memory in her, and she's like, wow, you know, the last time, the last time he was like this, his blood pressure was really high. So she goes to him, and she says, hey, you know what? Last time you were behaving this way, instead of getting mad at him and probably getting in a big fight, which would have set his blood pressure off even higher and he could have had a stroke in front of her, which would have been what normal people would do because we don't like when somebody isn't kind and we snip back. That's not what she did. She knew she needed to step back and then went to him and said, hey, there's a problem here. Last time you were doing this and the only other time you were doing this, your blood pressure was through the roof. So they looked for the blood pressure machine that he stopped using. 
the blood pressure medication that he stopped taking because he did all the stuff he was supposed to do to get off it. His doctor said you can get off it, but then he gained the weight back, and then he took on the same stress with the weight, and then he put himself back in that position, but it just happened so slowly, but partners observe. Sure enough, his blood pressure was at 199 over, and I don't know what the bottom number was, but the bottom number turned out to be the more telling number because that one doesn't fluctuate like the top number does. And if it does, there's a bigger problem, and you need to identify that problem. So when they saw the numbers, he went to emergency, and it was his birthday. He had to go to urgent care because with COVID-19, a lot of the doctor's offices are still not up and running yet in Southern California. And they didn't let him leave until they, they cut it by about 40 points. But then it stayed still high, but not as high. And now he's back on three medications. partner didn't know him that well or was still in their own heads about being right and not seeing their own shortcomings, she would not have been able to help him. She would have gotten in like those routine fights of, why are you behaving that way? Why did you say that to me? All about me, me, me. But she knew enough to step back, give herself a minute and realize, wait a minute, my partner's in trouble. This is out of character. Talk about a reality mode, reality check. A lot of things are going on in their lives. They have, you know, a couple of kids. They have college to look for to pay. They have, can my kid even go away to college? Can my kid go to college right now? All of that has changed. The way they shop for groceries, they chopped, They tried doing the online shopping and they kept getting wrong stuff and substitute stuff and things they couldn't use and they stopped doing that so the pressure went back on him to do the shopping. But they put themselves back on course. They addressed their issues, they assessed their issues, they made decisions. They saw their own shortcomings. They never, ever thought they could not cope and grow through this time. And I found out that there are so many couples, more than you could imagine, that the thought of staying or going never occurs in that relationship. In their brains, their, the way their, their parents' family were, their family is. They just are family. There is no separation, no matter what they go through, because instead of reacting to the snippy as just the problem of the other person, there was a realization that that person's behavior was different and that they may be in trouble. These stories are teaching us so much about how how we can take a look at our environment differently as opposed to feeling attacked 
or that we need to hurt somebody. Liam writes, for those who sustain all this time together, maybe the opposite is true. Maybe this quarantine has brought people even closer together. Exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't see that till now. That was like 10 minutes ago. But yes, that's exactly what I'm seeing. And even the people who are going separate ways aren't going separate ways in anger and fits of anything other than the realization that they don't know how to bring that love to the table in the relationship that they need to sustain their relationship. We have come a long way no matter what the end decision is. And that is the biggest reality check here. We are learning to cope with the decisions we are making not having to use anger to make them. I only have a few seconds left. I love you guys, and I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.